Hello and welcome to Asia Bridge, the podcast where we present the best of Asia society programs in 15 minutes or less. I'm Abby Seif. When most economists speak of Japan, they tend to focus on the country's flaws. An aging population, low birth rate, and a sluggish economy make for dim prospects, they say. Not Jesper Kohl. The German economist has lived in Japan since the 1980s and has emerged as one of the country's great boosters. He has little patience for those who focus on Japan's historically bleak economy or looming demographic crises. Instead, Cole argues that job prospects, work-life balance, and opportunities for investment have grown in recent years. While others bemoan Japan's demographic shifts, Cole says it is those very changes that will give the youth of today an unparalleled chance. Speaking at a recent Asia Society briefing in New York, he laid out his golden, counterintuitive outlook. People always say you're crazy. How dare you be optimistic on a country where in 312 years, only 17 people are going to be left? (laughs) Well, excuse me, I do not care, and neither should you, about what happens in 300 years. What you care about as a business person, what you care about as an investor, what you care about as an artist, you care about the next three to five years. And Japan is in an absolute sweet spot And in fact, I think Japan is the model economy. It is capitalism that works. Capitalism come from, it is exactly the demographics. I want to be reborn as a 23-year-old Japanese. There's no question about this. The demographics is a reality you've got to live with, right? Now the average age outside of Tokyo is 56. Why is the demography actually a sweet spot? It is exactly because the young generation of Japan, right, is now getting better jobs, higher pay. Now you've got exactly the tightness of the labor market. The fact that the number of university graduates is declining every year by about 12,000 kids, right, means that now the Japanese in their 20s, in their 30s, are getting full-time job offers, and you've got leading companies. You've got Toyota, you've got Hitachi, you've got fast retailing, rehiring Mm. part-time employees on a full-time basis. And this is hugely important for the system because there's a big difference between a part-time and a full-time employee. The first one is money, right? You effectively, your benefits... Right? If you're a full-time employee, go up by about 15%, your pension, your health care. But much more important, and most economists underestimate or rather forget this, you actually, as a, full-time, as a part-time employee, you do not get the corporate bonus. As a full-time employee, you do get the corporate bonus that gets paid in the summer, it gets paid in the winter. On average, across industries, it's about 35% of your pay. So, if I get rehired, from part to full time, my annual income effectively goes up by five zero by 50%. And that's happening. You can show it in the data for the last three years, consistent outpacing of full-time employment over part-time employment. If you're a part-time employee, love or money does not buy you credit. You can't get a credit card. You cannot get a Jutaku mortgage, right? You cannot get a mortgage. The moment I get rehired on a full-time basis, you actually get access to credit. And it's interesting, over the last three years, what do you see? You actually see that housing starts, 
that condominium sales, that mortgage credit and consumer finance is actually on an uptick. It's not Chinese-style 8 9% growth, right? But after basically one decade, it's not one decade, sorry, one generation of deleveraging, you actually do have now a new credit cycle. It's not companies that are borrowing, it's Mr. and Mrs. Watanabe, particularly the young generation of Japan. Cole gives the Abe administration a lot of credit for jumpstarting the country's economic prospects. It's a view echoed by Ambassador Kanji Yamanuchi, Council General of Japan in New York. The ambassador spoke at the event as well, describing some of the government efforts that he thinks have had an outsized effect. So he has a very strong leadership in terms of this economy, knowing that we have a very serious challenges to our society and the economy. So uh, he started with the economics, three pillars, of course, you know, the monetary policy, fiscal policy, and growth strategy. So he has been taking a very, very serious uh, sort of uh, approach uh, to uh, revitalize the Japanese economy. So when we look back in the past six years, I really think there is a the big sort of uh, track record, and GDP has grown more than ten percent, and also uh, growth rate uh, is moderate. But in second quarters in row, we have grown, and this is probably one of the longest period of the growth uh, in the post-war era, and also the Nikkei stock exchange. Uh, uh, stock prices has risen uh, to 2.5 uh, times. That's big, big uh, jump. In order to compensate the shrinking population, we have three or four sort of uh, measures: the robotics, or foreign labor, or the, all the people coming back to the labor, and also women. So now the Prime Minister Abe. Uh, uh, that put a priority on the womenomics. So the now, the labor part participation ratio of women in the Japanese labor market is uh, 67%. I believe that number is slightly higher than that of the American number. But of course, if you question the quality of that 67% job, and uh, still, uh, we are working on that. But uh, uh, major companies set the uh, target on the 30% uh, of the uh, management should be sort of uh, uh, positioned by their women. So it's now we're making the, uh, those uh, very serious uh, effort. Women will need to play a key role if Cole's sunny forecast is to come true. And that means expectations of men will shift as well. The most important one is the demographics, right? You've got something that's self-sustaining, that's, that's endogenous, and it's forcing Japanese corporations, you know, to actually rethink the way they, they use employment, which is very important. That's where the key driver, right, behind womenomics. Why is womenomics working? It's exactly because you've got this scarcity. So everybody, whether you're Hitachi, whether you're Toyota, uh, you know, you have to rethink your management style, right? And employing females, right, is one solution. Very important, and Japan is brilliant at this, right? It's not just redefining the role of women, it's redefining the role of men. Because trust me, you don't want to be a Mitsubishi man. If you're a Mitsubishi man, your life's horrible. You know, right? you're a company employee. This is terrible, right? You are stuck, right, in a social construct that basically allows you to see your children for 14 minutes every week, right? Changing that 
Prime Minister Abe and his team is actually doing a very, very good job, right? So that now it's okay if I work at Mitsubishi, I'm on the career path, but it's okay to leave the office at four o'clock to pick up my child, right, from daycare. That's a huge part. I mean, we talk about redefining the, gen the gender roles for women. That's important, obviously, but you've got to redefine the gender roles for men, right, as well, particularly in the workplace. And that's exactly what's going on in Japan. And what of the aging population, the so-called demographic crisis? Cole contends that if things continue in this vein, even they will emerge as big winners. There is no demographic crisis. It's a demographic opportunity. Okay? Mm. Um, now, so we, it's getting better for the young. Fine, we can all see that, right? You want to be a 23-year-old Japanese, but quite frankly, you actually want to be a 68-year-old Japanese as well. The Japanese are the richest baby boom generation on earth. Right? Do not forget this. Right? Uh, my favorite statistics on Japan is 48%. 48% of all Japanese over the age of 20 have no debt. There's no student debt, there's no credit card debt, there's no mortgage debt, but those 48% own the home that they live in. The baby boom generation, right? basically entered the workforce in the early 80s, got married and took out a mortgage during the bubble years, right? And then we had the collapse in asset prices, right? But they never got fired. They never got foreclosed by their bank. It didn't feel good because you had negative equity. I get that, right? But now 25 years have passed. The debt has been paid off, right? So the interesting thing is why is the demographics not an issue? Because as they say in China, Japan is lucky because it got rich before it got old. Thank you for listening to Asia Abridged. If you want to hear more, you can visit our show page at asiasociety.org slash podcast, or you can find the link for the full video for our event. You can also subscribe on iTunes and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Asia Society. Until next time, this is Abby Seif.